man. Break. Oh, bring it down from the beginning, man. Come on. Damn, yeah, bring the tear to the eye, brother. You got to start low to get yourself high there. You know what I'm saying? Oof. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. I had to toss it out there a little bit. I can't remember the last time I listened to a little Rembrandt. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even know it was really a band. I thought it was the uh, characters from Friends. No, the Rembrandts were actually a band. They did, nobody knew who they were because the song was only known for the, you know, Friends. And then the music video was just the Friends in the music video. You never even saw the band, man. (laughs) <laughs> poor guys or geniuses ah uh, yeah well you know they made probably an incredible amount of money off that song and the residuals and the fact that the show itself has been in syndication now for 20 years or however long it's been out so like yeah they probably are still cutting checks from that song just the one song Oh, God, why can't I ever have that? It really, dude, I think the Man. the key in the music biz is to be the one-hit wonder. And you, <clears throat> no, you just biz, cash out biz. on that. Yeah, yeah every biz. If I, if I could just go do one plumbing job for a couple <laughs> years and then just walk away, millions forever getting residuals on that plumbing job... <laughs> You know what I mean? Yes, man. Yeah, I, I just think that's the way to do it. You want that one hit, and then you cash the check, and you say goodbye. You retire. That's it. I'm going to learn how to play guitar. I'm due. Like, how old are the Rembrandts? They're probably in their 60s. They're not doing the Rembrandts Remember Tour or whatever. Like, the dead are out there every year trying to make money still because they're slaves to their name. The Rembrandts are just the Rembrandts, right? Maybe. Yeah, I was just thinking, are there any old uh, one-hit wonders, or is that just like a that's like a young man thing, huh? Can't do that in your mid thirties. What the one-hit wonder? Yeah, it's not really a. I think for the one-hit wonder, you're young. You got that fire, the creative energy. You capture lightning in a bottle, and that's the moment. Yeah, it's got to be All how right. it works. I don't know. <laughs> that ship has sailed. I better move on to the next one. No, you could do one hits in your in your older age. You got to get into like inventing. You're at the age of the inventor. Yeah, I think it's not a middle age guy thing. So it's like really young or really old, you know, because you either got a new take on life or you're going to teach us how it was. You That's can't just right. be a guy in his 40s, you know. Yeah, good call. Towards yeah. your 40s, you're uh, over the hill, right? Uh, either way, uh, Matthew Perry. Uh, in the oh, hot my. tub? I didn't see that one coming. You know, it was reported on the nine one one call. They they you know phoned it in as a cardiac arrest. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Now, I tinfoil hat master. I always believe everything has to do with the vaccine mandates. Oh God, this one. I mean, for but, sure, dude. No drugs found. He was clean. He's been clean for years, right? Like, it, you could have been a relapse. You know what I'm saying? He found a bump of old Coke, and it just happened to have a little extra fentanyl in there, and just, he's done. <laughs> it's possible. I'm not going to say no to that scenario. You know what I'm saying? Saturday night, he's in the hot tub. He's like, I might just do a little bump ski, you know, take me to the next level. What's the worst that could happen? What's the worst? <laughs> <laughs> we got to do some digging. Was he working on some sort of film about pedophilia or child sex trafficking rings? Oh, wow. And Hayes style, that's how they always go, man. Bizarrely, in the night. <laughs> Maybe. Or he's doing oh, a story on Hamas. Yes, yeah. Well, if, if he's anti-Hamas, then yeah, I could see the Democratic regime taking him out. <laughs> no doubt about it. Dude. 
as their buddies. <laughs> Did you get your newest uh, lapel pin? The little Hamas man flying in on the kite or on the uh, <laughs> on the paraglider. <laughs> You see all the Democrats? They got that next to their American flag. It's a golden Hamas man hanging from a paraglider. Yeah, it's right. It's, I got the sticker for my car right next to my uh, Ukraine sticker. It's not a swastika. The big <laughs> difference is this one is yellow and blue. <laughs> They're not Nazis. <laughs> oh, man. It's been taking some wild turns out there in the world. Have you been observing the action going on over there they're doing the ground offensive now which i find pretty spectacular and insane uh i did a little digging in on the hamas uh folks down there in the gaza strip apparently they have like one of the most sophisticated tunnel systems in, in the planet <laughs> have you heard about this stuff yeah dude this uh, i hate to i hate to tell this to my uh democrat brothers in in the in the country here but for years now Israel was like, you know, these guys are trying to attack us. They have these stores of missiles underground in this massive, you know, military tunnel system. It's a right? labyrinth, actually, from what I've been understanding. And it has, like, multiple levels and dimensions and dead ends. And, like, if the IDF goes into these tunnels, they're guaranteed to be ambushed and destroyed. Oh, yeah. But the best part is they're actually there. Because Hamas was saying for years that it's not there. They're just poor Frank, they were just poor religious folk. That's right, dude. They're not barely militarized. Barely surviving. <laughs> dude, they're cutting off their water. What are they going to do? They have this elaborate... And then they're like, man, we don't have money for anything. It's been three weeks now. You guys have not stopped launching missiles. How many missiles did you guys have? Right, and again, it's such a tiny region, but I've been kind of blown away at the description of these tunnels and they're not like dirt tunnels it's not like the dude escaping in shawshank redemption through the shit pipe no. you know like these are like they have electricity and plumbing and they're concrete walled yes. and it's like ve they're very nice tunnels man i'm trying to think of the movie where they go underground to like the old world war ii white house backup oh uh, wow you know what i'm talking it's gotta about? be I'm white house down it. or um it's one of the terminators <laughs> yeah but that's what you have to imagine, like a well-built tunnel, thick steel doors. Yeah, almost bomb shelter-esque, and they're hoarding their weapons and whatnot down there. But I just think it's kind of cool. You know, I was talking about it with Emma earlier today when we were watching some news, uh, the Morning Sunday guys, building up uh, the World War Three, really just beating those drums. But, you know, I was telling I'm her, excited. like... Well, I was telling her... You know, this happens all the time. This mega super force with all the greatest technology decides we're going to go destroy this tiny village of people. And then we get there and all of a sudden they're popping out of holes and going under tunnels and they're in these little baskets <laughs> and like we're getting our ass kicked and we have no idea what's going on. And it's because we're invading a land we know nothing about. Like Hamas has been there for a while. They've just they have uh, created their own wild underground territory that the invading force has just no advantage just like us in afghanistan going after mm. the taliban in the mountains we had no idea where we were going yeah uh, this one's a little different we got the they have the advantage on this one are you talking <laughs> about the idf <laughs> oh yeah i'm just gonna blow it up 
See, no, they're going to the demolish Hamas, it. <laughs> yeah, Hamas thought they were smart. They're like, we're not going to, we're going to keep our weapons and ammunition down here, not the women and children, because they want the women and children to get blown up so they could use them as martyrs, right? So they keep the women and children up on the, you know, up on ground level. I think they just cleared them of the women and children and then bombed the shit out of the tunnels. Yeah, you know what I heard, and I think this is an effective way to kind of shake the grounds and get these Hamas fellas out of those tunnels. They're going to have Lizzo go there and perform Tina Turner's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was it? The Tina Turner? Lizzo's going to do that Tina Turner cover? Did you see that video I sent you, man? Working work, work overtime. <laughs> Rolling down the river, man. Oh, God, here she comes. Oh, they sent the Lizzo. Oh, no. Sir, sir, I don't know. It's either tectonic plates colliding underneath our feet or Lizzo upstairs. We're not sure. This could be the harp device from Alaska (laughs) sending earthquake vibrations, or it's Lizzo and her big gurs. We haven't figured it out yet. What does it it say on the seismograph? It literally just went to Lizzo. (laughs) You know the thing printing the lines? It just spells out Lizzo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Richter scale, man. Max is out at Lizzo. If anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, there was this video going on throughout the internet uh, a couple days ago or yesterday of Lizzo doing the Tina Turner uh, down by the, or I can't remember. It's the CCR cover that she does famously. And, um, oh yeah, yeah, rolling down, yeah, rolling down the river, yeah. And uh, she is dressed in kind of like uh, it reminded me of when Borat stretches the thong over his shoulders. Yeah. It's kind of like what she was wearing. Well, dude, the worst part about the video is you actually looked decent. You looked pretty nice. Why'd you take off the bottom? And just uh, the the movements, you know, the wildly. Dancing and shaking the body worked with Tina Turner in the 70s and 80s. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it was hot. You know, she had the legs for it, and she was doing the dance. The Lizzo doing it is a whole nother dimension. <laughs> like, it looked a little harder. <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot happening there. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm just having to absorb a lot of visual stimulus. You're right. Tina Turner <laughs> was like a graceful chaos. This was just a lot of chaos. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of chaos, I got a little uh, bit on the tunnels. If you want to hear about it, I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, unless you're you're done with the the tunnels and the Hamas, you might be uh, you might be done with that one. All right, we'll just move no, on. No, we can to the clip. <laughs> I don't know. You had a clip on it. Oh, I got a little bit. I'm always down for a clip. All right. In in Gaza. The tunnel system that uh, Hamas um, possesses and has built uh, has built consistently over almost two decades um, is um, what you would expect any military uh, to have as its uh, military apparatus. It includes everything that a military needs to wage a war, to carry out and to plan and to direct operations. It has its ammunition, it has lines of communication. Um, large rooms, bathrooms, amenities, electricity, and most importantly, I think, it is equipped for prolonged stays underground. And Hamas has perfected what we call tunnel warfare, right? The use of this very uh, strategic terrain, um, which it knows very well, and it can now use very efficiently against any kind of forces 
uh, U.S., Israeli, or otherwise that are trying to enter the Gaza Strip. That sounds like a challenge. I, man, let's go. Uh, yeah, what do you think, oh, man? I thought oh. pretty interesting. I don't know. I, I never considered it. And I've seen some pictures or diagrams or what they believe is somewhat you know, going on down there. I mean, you know, maybe it goes further down than we think. Maybe we don't have the proper uh, bunker busters that you would expect uh, to kind of take out those kind of scenarios. Yeah, probably not. Send in the men. <laughs> they're gonna, we, need to, they're <clears throat> we need to toughen up our military, man. I think this is good. We need a fight. All right, you're we saying uh, World War Three? it's on like Donkey Kong, and we are uh, headed yeah. in there? Yeah, I think it's about time. I don't think you'll see a nuclear war. I, th- I think that's, I don't know. But I think you're about to see, like, you know, a little uptick. I'd like to see us send in, like, Ramashwarma to go deal with Hamas. It makes me very hungry. You got the shawarma and some hummus. Uh, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of food going on here. I think he's Indian. I don't think... Is he Indian? What is he? I don't know. I'm racist, so I kind of just yeah. put them all on the same boat. <laughs> the hair, the skin. You know what I'm saying? Dude, it's the funniest thing to me ever, because you guys are like literally fighting a war over something. We can't even tell the difference between you. It's you wild know? stuff. I watched a clip of a one of the fellas from, I think, Saudi Arabia or one of those countries, he came and visited, uh, you know, Israel and whatnot and basically said Hamas and the Palestinians have no right to the land and, you know, they're not even really totally Muslims, actually, to a lot of the other Muslims. And it's a pretty intense clip when you watch it. And he, he goes mm. back to uh, Abraham and Ishmael and, you know, Jacob and all this stuff and Talks about how, you know, Muslims and Jews are really cousins, essentially, when it comes to the bloodlines and everything. And, you know, this section of, you know, this Hamas group and everyone in Palestine is kind of, uh, you know, they're maybe in the wrong in some format. Yeah, but Rashida Tlaib told me that these are just good, innocent people. Have you seen? The squad has been... Out of control, dude. I think AOC oh. might actually get raped this time. I'm not kidding. <laughs> she's she's pushing some buttons, man. <laughs> only, only if her people win. That's, That's the funniest right. part. The people you're supporting, if they win the war, they're the ones that are going to rape and murder you. The, the left, with the support of the uh, Hamas and the Palestinians, mind-blowing to me, there was a pro-Palestinian uh, march, something like 7,000 people down in Manhattan. Uh, or I think they crossed like the Brooklyn Bridge or they did something down there. It was a very huge event and spotted in the crowd, no joke, w- was the pride flag and signs about how the left, the pride people are supporting the Palestinians. It's so disgusting. It's so funny. I mean, that, so funny that's funny. idiocracy, man. This yeah. is... This is the maximum. This is the apex of stupidity, in my opinion. You, you yeah. are supporting openly people who would kill you. No, you know what? You guys should all go there, and if you really support Hamas, you'll bring your own rope. <laughs> so stupid. It is very, very stupid, and we know where it's headed, actually. Uh, I got another one just on the same vein because man. they've been pushing it, man, and I think this is... Uh, you know, I'm surprised I wasn't seeing this more all over the place. I felt like this was a bigger deal 
maybe even the precursor to the World War III. I'm sure you saw this action. Tonight, the Pentagon says Iranian-backed militia groups are at it again. Launching another drone attack on a base with Americans, this one in western Iraq, there were... So that's it. Iran attacked America? We're attacked in, baby. That's, a, that's World War Three. Come on, yeah? I don't know. World okay. War Three light. I think we're going to take this easy. <laughs> You're right. Let's get Dylan Mulvaney in on this one to do the advertising. That'd be the bud light of World, War of World Wars, right? Yeah. There you go. Here we go, Dylan. What's Dylan up to? Dude, uh, Bud Light just got UFC. I saw that. So is that a good move for Bud Light or a bad move for UFC? I think Dana White is fucking Dylan Mulvaney. I think so. Yeah, man. <laughs> I had to be part of the deal. <laughs> oh, I hit the wrong button. Damn it. That's not your mother. It's a man, baby. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I'll have to edit out the dough. Damn it. That's all right. Um, so yeah, that's, uh... Dylan Mulvaney, now a spokesperson for the UFC, kind of makes sense in my opinion, actually. A company that supports the non-conformist, non-gender, binary, whatever fad, and you take a look at the people competing in the UFC, when it comes to the men and women, can you really tell the difference between some of them? <laughs> no! Like, honestly, I think that's a, a good move, man. Bud Light, the trannies, the, the UFC fighters, they're kind of on the same level. I guess Dylan does even them out because they just showed you the one extreme. They're all men. <laughs> now they're going to show, start showing you the all-woman side. You know, they're going to have <laughs> Dylan Mulvaney's be the ring girls with the number. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a nice balance. Yeah, man, let's get the trainees out there doing the uh, walking around, showing the numbers for the rounds and escorting people to their chairs and their seats, right? That's, uh, that's a good idea, man. <laughs> I, I think it's kind of an interesting move. Bud Light is going to go hard. Budweiser in general is going to go extremely hard on the masculinity. They have to. And what better way to go masculine than the UFC where, again, even the chicks are frightening to most dudes walking around in the everyday <laughs> world. I mean, I think it's over. Nobody really talks about the Bud Light thing anymore, right? No. I mean, I'm kind of on the, and I was at the beginning when Target was hitting the scene uh, and everybody on the right was kind of getting all crazy with their version of the cancel culture. I'm never into the cancel anything. You know, like if Bud Light wants to do that, fine. But just, you know, don't buy the product if you don't like it. You know, you don't have to make a stink about it. And it's, yeah. it is hilarious, and I love that Kid Rock decided to use a semi-automatic weapon and just blast away <laughs> in case of Bud Light. Like, it was absolutely uh, okay, fantastic. He bought, like, $300 worth of the product. Yeah, just, just to, to do this. It, <laughs> no. it, it proved to people that he wasn't going to buy the product. <laughs> and, like, I'm all for it, fine. But, like, you know, some people uh, were going a little too far with it, and... I mean, whatever, you know, I drink Miller Lite, and I know they did something woke there somewhere or another, but I, I just personally don't hold grudges, and I, I'm not able to really be that pissed off for that long towards one group or another outside of uh, the World Economic Forum and all the chemtrails they do to our uh, skies. But, like, I, that's, the, that's the one grudge I can maintain for my life. But, like, you know, the Bud yeah. Light, I just, I don't know. Like, how, how long are you going to be pissed at Bud Light and make a stink? And eventually what happened, that was like a rallying cry for people on the left almost to like mock people who were boycott, you know, boycotting the Bud Light or the Target. But that was the best part because then they got canceled by the left. 
Yeah. Yeah, that is the best part. It was a, it was a great, that was a great, you know, one, too. <laughs> see that movie old dads i did not have time to watch the old dads but please uh i i looked into it it looks hilarious there were some seems controversial bits in this flick this is on Uh, netflix if i'm not mistaken yeah right and starring bill burr if i saw correctly pretty good movie pretty watch very watchable entertaining very funny man i I liked it. it it kind of uh it really hit a soft spot with me because, you know, he's kind of that angry guy, you know? Bill Burr? Yes. Yeah. yeah and it's just, yeah. you know, and it is just kind of like, it is eye-opening if you're a guy that's just been very pissed off at the whole world for the past few years. You know what I mean? And he kind of like hits, kind of hits a spot there. You know what I mean? You're saying he tickled your funny bone. Yeah. It's just kind of <laughs> like, kind of... I don't know. Well, uh, it's a great movie. I, I would definitely recommend it. It's really funny. I believe there are some examples in as far as what I understand from the film. It is three guys who own a company, and they decide to uh, not maybe sell it, or they give away ownership uh, to younger guys who then end up firing everyone under the age of 35 except for <laughs> these three dudes, if I'm not mistaken, is the premise yeah. of the movie. And so yeah, and then... Like, it's- then all of a sudden, these three old guys have to deal with all these bizarre millennial woke cultural nonsense concepts that are being you know pushed on them in the workplace. Uh, I can only presume there's racial elements. There's some sort of probably gender, uh, you know, mistaken identity or what is it? Um, you know, mispronouns or what, <laughs> misgendering, right? I'm sure yeah, they, that's going on they, in there. No, they don't do like that that much. Just like the very basics, kinda, you know. Well, there's like a lot the of basic- microaggressions and stuff. Yes, kinda. absolutely. Know, like, Anxiety. They, they, kind of, they really tap into like the raising of children. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Which I mean, anybody who looks at these kids that are nowadays are like, Dude, <laughs> why are you treating this kid like an adult? <laughs> you know what I mean? He he shouldn't have an opinion. That's right, man. Yeah, no kids uh, should actually be told what to do. Put in their place and told to shut up sometimes. <laughs> Actually, yeah, you'll figure it out in college. The kids these days do walk over their parents, and I'm generalizing towards the liberal parents I know out here, the more conservative folk, uh, kind of lean on more old school tactics for parenting. You know, somebody brought it up, and, and they had a great point, dude. You go, I go into all the schools around Chicago. Why is it only in the white neighborhoods that you see kids that are confused about their gender? <laughs> oh no, it's, it's not only that. It's the affluent neighborhoods. Uh, you know, we were talking about yeah. the other day how it's statistically impossible for Megan Fox to have three boys who are chicks now. Three boys. Did, did you fucking see that? Did you look up? Look I that did. up. I looked it up. It's all over the internet, man. I, There's I, a bunch of news about it. Like, how is it? The, she, there's pictures of her and her three quote-unquote sons, and they're walking around in dresses. 
All three? Three out of three? Come on, man. You sent me three a Three for three? It was uh, Jordan Peterson. I think it was from his appearance on Joe Rogan from many months ago, if I'm not mistaken. Does that seem about I right? I think so, yeah. But it's an interesting uh, clip where he discusses the odds of just having one kid who is non-binary or pansexual, but then to have two, it's statistically impossible. It's just the only way that it happens is if the mom is a narcissist. It's clearly the parenting. Yes. Like, you guys are pushing these kids a certain way. You get, trying to get yeah. the, the clicks and the likes and all, all the, uh, you know, you want to be the hero on Facebook and on Instagram. I don't even know if it's that, because she really does kind of keep them out of the limelight. I really think they fell for the trap of believing that's how you should raise your kids. Let, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. That's scary stuff, dude. Uh, yeah. And is she married? Does she have a husband? Uh, you know, does she have multiple dudes? Like, who? What's going on with Megan Fox, man? Like, it kind of seems like those boys don't really have like a stable father in their lives. It seemed like the mother was definitely running the show. <laughs> yes, man. And that's yeah. you know, uh, Adam Carolla talks about it all the time. How what has really ruined our country over the last ten years is chick think and chick think has taken over you know how we govern everything dude they're really no they're ruining generations it's going to be impossible to save these people they're they're making these kids confused addicted to drugs i mean did you see uh i forgot where it was where they just got rid of the uh requirements for graduation so now you don't have to like even read at the level and everything to, to, for math. They got rid of the graduation requirement for math, science, and reading to graduate high school because they said it was disproportionately affecting the black and brown community. It's like, all right, so we're just going to have generations of stupid kids who are confused. And with degrees who are getting more money, I guess, than other people who deserve it. No, how long are they going to stay in the job? You and I know both. The proving ground happens. You get, you can get the degree. You can get whatever. You, you go get a job, and it's you can either do it or you can't. You got to show up. You got to work hard. You got to you know be persistent and consistent, and also you got to know kind of what you're doing. Any real job, you know. Well, if you don't have basic reading and arithmetic skills, how are you going to actually succeed in any real world job? Yeah, really. If you can't do basic math. And you can't, you know, type up a, an email that somebody else can read and say, hey, that's a professional on the other side. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, how are you going to advance or even keep your job? You're right, man. Just fractions. If you could, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be funny here. If you can add and subtract fractions, I, you, could, you could get a job on any construction site. Because that... It's so hard to just find people that are good at adding and subtracting fractions. You know? It's amazing, man. Absolutely you know? amazing. Hey, this piece is six and a half inches. I need you to cut three and a quarter off. Like, Well, I mean, how far are we down the line from being surrounded by people in a professional environment and they can't write a full sentence? Legibly. Too. Like, are, are we there too. yet? We might be because it sounds like just head over to Baltimore. You know what percentage of people can read and do math? Zero percent. 
and I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> not even joking. Not even joking. <laughs> that is zero percent exaggeration. To be totally honest, I like uh, that. To be fair, they could do it at like a fourth grade level, okay. but none of them could do it at high school level. Zero <laughs> percent, man. So you know, we're entering a territory here where and the lockdowns. Uh, put that on top of the fact no one can read or write. The lockdowns made these kids fat, lazy, uh, <clears throat> addicted to social media. And, I mean, we just have a bunch of zombies who are absolutely retarded. Or, or you know, when you're, a zomb- when you're a retard zombie, you're basically just aggressive all the time. Good call. Hopefully they have heart attacks soon. Well, yeah, they're all boosted. Boost! <laughs> Fantastic article. I sent it over to you, uh... It's, it was in ABC News, actually. It was, it was about half of an article. But they talked about how if you were someone who received last year's combo shot, I guess people were going in for either the, the double or the triple. Uh, you know, the, the double was the flu COVID shot. And then if you went for the trifecta, you threw on a little RSV and top off. <laughs> no, did you re- read that article? Those... They were giving out some, uh, what they call it, extra strength. That's right, man. <laughs> flu shot with the COVID booster. Oh, yeah. Man. And then they were saying there is a slight risk of uh, stroke. But don't worry, there's also a risk of stroke if you get COVID. Right. Exactly. So... And please don't look over here at that hot tub where Matthew Perry, age 54, just died of a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> don't look over there well it's good news whether you take Fauci's shot or get his virus you have a risk of a stroke <laughs> that's the thing the virus itself is a bioweapon nobody wants to admit that or even just accept it in their own minds like if you got COVID you you took on a freaking bioweapon man it was out there mm-hmm. there's consequences for everybody but I think if you got the shot and then you got the second shot and then you get your booster, and then you get your booster, and then you get your booster, and your booster, and your boot. How many boosters are we up to now? What year is it? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I just think people are freaking sick. They, they're, they're dying. I saw a clip going around. It was out of Sweden, and there's a prominent figure whose father was a part of the World Economic Forum and left in the 80s when he was disgusted and saw that the whole agenda of the UN, the WHO, and the World Economic Forum, the, the whole purpose of these organizations are for democide and to reduce the population of the world. And he's trying to put together some huge lawsuit, and they're going to try and, uh, at the very least, end the World Economic Forum operating out of Geneva. Yeah. And I think we're wow. going to start seeing major lawsuits against these people and these wow. groups. And there's a lot of proof. Anyways, the guy in the clip, it's really powerful. He talks about how he says in it, I'm dying and so is my mother because we took these poison shots. And so are 6.8 billion people. Dude, it does make sense because think about how you look at people poorer than you. Yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah, can we do something with them? Like give them a shot? <laughs> yeah, I'm not even. Poison them and their life a little bit quicker? And we're so poor. Like, we're way closer to the them than Bill Gates. You know, I'm closer to that guy in the street than the millionaire. Oh, we're one paycheck away every day. Uh, you know what? The, the craziest statistic was there was a list of uh, billionaires 
at how they're closer to being millionaires than you are. Like, they could lose billions of dollars. Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I know how it is. We are nothing. We are the fleas, quite literally. Uh, and so they uh, would like to exterminate us. And it is interesting and bizarre hearing a guy talk about how I took the poison and now we're trying to sue these people for killing us. And uh, it should kind of freak people out. I, I get the chills just from thinking, you know, six something, six point something billion people, that is a lot of people to take that poison, man. Like, a lot well, here, of people. And here's, here's <laughs> what really, uh, you know, I've been doing, I was doing some thinking about COVID and why it still bothers me so much, right? Why I can't get over it. I think one of the things is people still go out on news and talk about how we were just going off the best information. Right. Know. You know, like on Bill Maher, they just mentioned it the other day. That guy was like, we were just doing the best that we knew. Okay, fine. I'll forgive you. But then who were you following? The news? Okay, so I'm going to blame the news people. No, they were following the scientists. Okay, turns out the scientists lied. Why is they not being held accountable? I believe is- we should have some Nuremberg action here, man. Let's hang them. Yeah. Somebody should be held accountable. Nobody is being held accountable. We're just going to chalk it up to bad science. That's not an answer. That's not the fucking answer. You guys sold us on the idea that 3 million Americans were going to die in the first year. That's why we locked down for two weeks. That two weeks turned into a year and a half. You know what I mean? Oh, man. We were, we were walking in with our face masks, taking them off when we sit down. Some people were leaving them when they sit down and then removing them to bite their food and then putting them back on their faces. And the vaccine, and everybody around me, I still have to survive in a world where everybody around me, including my family, supported forcing people to take the vaccine. Vaccine passports. That's the mandates, man. I'm telling you right now, people will not forget about those mandates because right now we're suffering for the mandates. That's why we don't have a lot of law enforcement, firefighters, pilots, airline workers, everybody, and nurses are in a major shortage. You forced this poison on everybody. Now nobody wants to get into those industries where they fear, rightfully so, at any point in the given future, you're going to force some other fucking poison on them. Well, that's what's so. If you tell, like, if you were one of the people that were arguing with me about that, and now you know the science was wrong, but you're not even concerned or looking, or you don't even care if they go after anybody. Now I'm scared because I know you're gonna do it again. Yeah, and also like you're gonna do it again. It's all gonna happen again. You people are gonna repeat the same shit, and all you fucking sheep are gonna fall right Mm. in line. The hard part, and this is the thing with accepting a conspiracy theory, all right? And that's what this whole thing is to most people, a wild conspiracy that there would be democide and that, you know, they are trying to wipe out half the population of the planet and they would do so with a voluntary vaccine program. Uh, If you swallow that pill, there's no turning back. You can't believe (laughs) anything that the government tells you after that. Nothing. And also, then you start to look back in time. You're like, hey, you know what? Something about that 9-11 doesn't sit right with me. You know? And, like, you know, I'm starting to think maybe... I've been looking at this moon my whole life. (laughs) It's looking flat. It's looking very fucking flat. (laughs) That's looking like a flat moon, baby. (laughs) You know, uh, it kind of feels like the government killed Kennedy. I don't know. I'm starting to feel Uh, it. Starting to feel like it. 
It's just I think so, once you You're right, man. I know I, I I'm starting to I am fully in your camp. The CIA took over there was a coup when Kennedy was shot. CIA took over. They took over and then they brought in the Beatles. That the Beatles shot to fame, became Beatlemania, and this is where I've been going down. The guy who killed Lennon, why did I think the government killed Lennon because he was gonna he was gonna spill some beans. Oh, guilty conscience? Hell yeah, man. I think Lennon was going to come out to the people and say, hey, we were paid for by the CIA and MI6. Man, he didn't fuck the kid. He didn't fuck the kid. That's uh, right, dude. You know Ringo did. That's sick fuck. <laughs> I mean, look how good his skin looks, man. He's <laughs> clearly using that Korean foreskin action. Get out of here. Oh, he's having little Koreans come on him every day. <laughs> Well, he's British. I think he probably does the foreskin tea, right? Isn't that what the British ah, are all about? That's they how they, they like drink it, the yes. foreskin tea. It goes right. And into being the British, they probably get it from India. Oh. <laughs> These are Indian foreskins. <laughs> Higher quality. <laughs> <laughs> what works better, it's got a little bit of their ancestor DNA in it. Oh, you know? oh yeah, that's right. A little of that Brit going in there. <laughs> a little bit of that old Brit. <laughs> oh, man, it's funny. I can't shake the COVID stuff, too. It's been bothering me lately for some reason. It, it, and I kind of brought it up a few months ago. It seems like the further we get from the lockdowns and the mandates, the, the more people are forgetting, but the more pissed off I'm getting about it. Like, yeah, I'm getting pissed off you that you know, guys are forgetting. Yes, I think that's what's bothering me. Is here we are, we're gonna enter 2024, and we're holding no one accountable for this. Nobody accountable. No, no. No, no. The teenage kid had a brand new Mustang, he crashed it into a tree. We're blaming the tree and moving on. We bought him a new Mustang. Like yes. what? I mean it's nobody, a- nobody learned from it. Nobody you know what I mean? We gotta learn some lessons, people. There needs to be some some I mean, half of, my government is still in charge in in Chicago. All the same people. Yeah, man. Oh, we nothing has changed here in Colorado. We're run by the same idiots. Same idiots. Actually, we went more left. Same with the with the mayor. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. <laughs> you guys have ruined this place. It's the mail and and, and I can't say it again. We have no plans to fix the traffic, but just more and more plans to bring immigrants to help gays. And trannies. I, I, okay, great. When can our government go back to doing the thing it was meant to do? Yes. Handle the commerce. Handle, you know what I mean? The transportation. Well, uh, a new fella has tossed his hat into the ring. Did you see any of the stuff out there about Dean Phillips? No, but you know what I did want to clip? Is the part in Bill Maher. It was like towards the end. It was only I only caught it because it was like a clip glitch where he goes, "What's his name? Dean Phillips, and he's fifty four, and he's got a D next to his name. Good, I'm in." Wow. What happened? What happened, <laughs> Mister Centrist? Not a Democrat. That's right. <laughs> I had a hard time watching Bill Maher on Friday. He had Scott Galloway, who I find to be detestable. He he's just uh he does that Pivot podcast. You familiar with that? Uh, the pivot? Nah. Yeah, I just Scott Galloway. He was he was the white fella. The next, guy who talks slow. And you can tell he's intellectual because of the way he. And he's very talking. very condescending, and he's just yeah. kind of a dick. I can't stand the guy. 
which is why I enjoy when he's on Bill Maher, but I, you know, just un- unclippable in my book. That's Scott Galloway. It was funny what he said about this new guy, though. When he, uh, he goes, yeah, he's got a D next to his name. That's it. I'm in. So, so Dean uh, Phillips, kind of a little bit reminding me of that uh, Polivier fella from Canada that we played who was eating the apple and just shut down that reporter trying to say that he was a Donald Trump light in Canada. Uh, <laughs> I really loved that clip and, and what that guy had to say. And I'm getting vibes similar to this. We have a new Biden challenger, and I can only assume they're going to get this guy stricken from the ballot one way or another because they are determined to have no challenger to Biden. Or maybe the Democrats found an actual dude who could... I don't know. I have no idea what's going on with this, but I was kind of thinking, you know, a better version of our reality would be Dean Phillips versus DeSantis in 2024. Hmm. Two guys around the same age, family men, you know what I'm saying? Just just give me something different. Ah, I'm just I can't stand Biden Trump. I'm just like so just grossed out by it, man. We we could be and do so much better as this country, man. It's just so sad uh, what uh, the machine and the powers that be are forcing us to take. No, uh, good or bad, what I, I'm just glad somebody is jumping in because yes. we need more challengers. And the, and, God, yes. I just at least Thank try you. to not make it Trump Biden. Yes, and so uh, I I caught a Which, little whichever, bit. Of, whichever party pivots is going to win the next. I election. totally agree. I absolutely agree, That's man. It. Whoever makes the pivot is the winner for sure. You're gonna get everybody in the middle, who's just and there's a like lo- you're lot both in the playing right. chicken and you literally just want to crash head to head and see who survives. That's, That's right. your goal. <laughs> yes. We're begging you to just turn the wheel and you'll win. It's the easiest game of chicken ever. Whoever turns <laughs> first wins. Uh, so let's yeah. listen. I, I caught a little of this Dean Phillips guy on Smirconish. And, uh, you know, Smirconish is one of my favorite CNN programs. So uh, we'll, we'll get a little Dean Phillips. Here's what this guy has to say about jumping into the ring and challenging Biden. Uh, the country is feeling really fearful, uneasy, divided. And I think I call it angertainment. We have an angertainment industry. That would have us all believe that we are more divided than we really are. And I believe it's time for an American president oh, to man, focus on literal ratings. Re- <laughs> 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 he's giving away, Frank, he's giving away the secret. Oh, oh, we, need oh, yeah. the, we need the anger, man. Jesus <laughs> we need to be divided. <laughs> Otherwise, got no podcast. Come on out here. There's a huge problem here. Number one, no orange skin. Uh, number two, your <laughs> hair is not styled in some funny way that we can make fun of with Alec Baldwin. All right. Uh, well, I'm, I'm very confused. Which porn star did you fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Repair. Uh, look at the word. It's repairing the country. We need it now more than ever. Uh, to the economic numbers, the macroeconomic numbers are good. I admire Joe Biden. I voted for his policies as a member of the House Democratic leadership team. I helped market those policies. But I've been talking to people here in New Hampshire over the last 24 hours since I declared my candidacy. People cannot afford health care. Uh, families are struggling. 60% of America still lives paycheck to paycheck. 40% can't afford a $400 car repair. 
the president has done a fine job of being the very bridge that he promised he would be, the transitional president that our country needed at the time. I admire Joe Biden, but 80 percent of the country wants change. It's time for it. It's time to walk to the future. Uh, and I tell you, as I listen to people, I hear it everywhere I am right now, Michael, uh, that it's time for a new generation to take the reins. Uh, we have a lot of challenges Give ahead, me the and I think the ones that we're going to be facing are going to be ones that only newer generations can uh, tackle. And by the way, as long as we keep fighting each other, we're not going to fight for America. And that is exactly my message, to do this differently, thoughtfully, in a bipartisan fashion that this country deserves and, frankly, has earned. This guy doesn't stand a chance. Get this guy out of here! He's a centrist! Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. <laughs> Tar target is lined up. Permission to shoot. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Can't have that kind of dialogue going on in American politics. Get this, get this loser out of here. I'm sure the CIA will take care of it. thought that was refreshing. I like it, man. I'm into no, it. He's, uh, right. he's got he no, chance. Have, no chance. He doesn't have a chance. Because everybody who's out there calling to go towards the center, they think the center is something different. I think you know? we nailed it. A couple episodes ago, I think the third party is MAGA. I think so. I think that really was the third party, yeah. And it's still there, and it's still pestering the establishment. They, they cannot handle the, the whole MAGA thing going on. It really is. He's the only one that's against war. It's, my, it's blowing my mind. But MAGA equally feels the same about you know Hillary Clinton and Mitt Romney. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what the establishment can't figure out. It's like, why do you hate both establishment guys that one's a Republican? We don't get it. Oh, no. No, you, about, you see, you don't. What about Mike Pence? Yeah, no. 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 <laughs> why don't you guys like Mike Pence? Jim Jordan? <laughs> Speaking of which, Mike Pence announced he is formally out of the election. Yeah, and everybody's asking the same question. He was still in? I know, dude. The guy didn't stand a chance. It really <laughs> did kind of come out through this whole process of the indictments of Trump and everything that the rat in the White House was Pence. He was there for the establishment to, uh, you know, sling the mud and throw Trump under the bus. Yeah. It's obvious. They're all establishment guys. That's why the only one that, like, might have a chance is Nikki Haley, which is kind of crazy. But I do support the Republicans bringing in the first woman. I'm all for it, man. Hey, I would rather have a Republican woman in charge than a Democrat woman. Oh, dude, a, De a Republican woman is more like is more manly than any Democrat man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nikki Haley is definitely a top if she's banging a Democrat. There's no doubt about it. <sighs> I mean, look at her compared to who do you want on the battlefield? You got two choices: Nikki Haley or Joe Biden. Wow, and and. Nikki Haley, what's her background? I'm not too sure, but she could. All I know is she could at least carry the weapon. I think she could probably shoot a gun. Absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of shooting guns, uh, David Hogg had himself a field day on Twitter this weekend. Um, oh, I'm sure. Claim. Is it his birthday? I think his dad set this one up. <laughs> Fucking Christ, you couldn't get a more perfect... Well, see, all, we, he, he went past all the gun laws, and he was trained. He was a soldier, he didn't trained, and even he did it. So it doesn't matter how much training you have, Frank. <laughs> Gotta take all guns, take all guns. 
David Hogg is a frightening little man. Everybody should be scared of this guy. He is going to end the Second Amendment, I promise you, in this country. It is his life's mission, man. It's unreal. Uh, and he's going around the... I saw he was, like, campaigning for some tranny fella who was running for some local office somewhere. And uh, the guy didn't win, the lady fella. But uh, David Hogg said, we may have lost this one, but we'll be back again. You know, like, <laughs> David Hogg, he, he's anti-gun and pro-tranny. That's all I need to know about that. <laughs> uh, this whole thing with the uh, uh, assault weapons ban, a uh, huge, huge deal. And I took a, a quick snippet from online. Everybody was raving about it. I love anything from these gals. You know who they are. Our favorite here on The Dude Man. It's The View. Give it to me, Joy. Sarah didn't get a chance to weigh in on the uh, topic of what happened in Maine and uh, AR-15s. Yeah, I, I would love to see an assault weapons ban. Like President Reagan, I don't believe they're a sport or hunting um, uh, instrument. It's like shooting fish in a bucket, but that's my But take. also, if you shoot with an AR-15, let's say you shoot it's a deer, you can't can... eat it. Right, because you basically demolish the In addition the to that, but... The... Did you hear one of them laugh? Like a that, deer? That, that was stupid. Do you know how <laughs> big a deer is? Wait, what is Joy Behar thinking? How, she's never seen one fired. That's, that's right there. Now she's never no, she's, witnessed a gun like that ever being the trigger. She's never seen the trigger pulled on an AR-15. She's picturing she thinks the Gatling gun from she, the helicopter no, when Arnold Schwarzenegger just takes it off. No, and holds all the, it. I'm telling you, all Democrats who have never fired a weapon or been around a gun, they believe AR-15s are Tommy guns. I'm telling you. No, no. I think they think they're worse than Tommy guns. They're picturing like a 50 cal. But just on automatic and just nonstop, just obliterating the target. You know, yeah. like they oh, have, yeah, you know? yeah. Like, but the, but they think the bullet is like this 50 cal of her fucking it's blow true. a hole in a deer. I know. Well, she. I think what she's implying is the carcass is so riddled in bullets that you can't even eat the meat. What, it's lead poisoned? I don't even know where you're going with that. I, I believe... Here, look. You can't eat it. Right. With an AR-15. Let's say you shoot it's a deer. You can't can... eat it. Right, because you basically demolish the animal. In addition to that, but the hunter... You demolish the animal. She... Yeah, so like, because <laughs> the meat's going to be hanging in the tree. It's going to be on the rack. It's going to be blown up. Everybody thinks this AR-15 is like... Uh, like a grenade launcher or something. Yeah, a sh- <laughs> RPG. A sh- RPG, Frank. That's what I shot at it. Like the... <laughs> I just, what's so funny to me is, and it's very effective, the people on the left, like Joy Behar, for some bizarre reason, they have this cartoonish idea of these weapons. Yeah, that is unbelievable. You think you could just, okay. Well, you're on a television show voicing a political opinion, trying to get people who watch your program to agree with you that they should ban these weapons, but you have actually no idea what one looks like, sounds like, fires like, what the bullet sizes are. You have no idea what uh, kind of damage they do to the target. You don't even know how many bullets come out of the machine. Like, you have no idea what you are talking about. Your entire basis in reality when it comes to AR-15s is the last Arnold Schwarzenegger movie you saw. And, oh, absolutely. <laughs> and you're missing the whole point, Joe, 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 whatever the fuck your name is. I don't want to shoot a deer with my AR-15. I bought an AR-15 for when those oil f- gets stopped me on the highway. <laughs> I don't want to eat them. I want to obliterate them. That's why I got the extended mag. <laughs> don't get it confused.
I have a very accurate <laughs> rifle for shooting the deer. It won't ruin the meat. But I just want to put holes in a piece of shit. I have the AR-15. That's for the oil protesters. It's also for the next time you assholes decide you want to stick some poison in my body and put a mask on my face. Come to Absolutely. my house. Come to my house and make me take your shot. Please. As a matter of fact, this is more for you than the deer, Joy. <laughs> why did I go? Why do I need so many rounds? Well, there's a lot of cunts in your audience that I'd like to take out. Every one of them laughing hens along with you. Well, have you seen how many of you ladies are at that table? We got to take out all of you. This is how this whole thing works, man. Oh, I got the rhino so tip for uh, for Whoopi <laughs> over there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's just so funny to me, like, the, hearing these people go out there and they're really pushing this insane agenda and they know nothing about what they're talking about. And in the same breath, we're discussing taking away our guns and giving guns to the Ukrainians and to the uh, Palestinians in Gaza. I know. Or, or we have to give on? more guns to the Israelis, right? Everybody needs guns except for America, uh, Americans, apparently. Because we're anti-fascist. We need to take your guns away and give them to the Nazis and the terrorists. That's right, dude. Because <clears throat> we're anti-fascist. Yes, exactly. Uh, I don't think you guys... <laughs> I think you guys are confusing a few definitions here. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, you can tell we're anti-fascist because our protesters wear masks and cover their faces. <laughs> It's kind of funny. Antifa dresses very similarly similarly to Hamas. Antifa dresses like every dystopian police force in yes. every future movie. Absolutely, the the black you know um, I mean? armor and face masks. You cover your and... face. You cover your eyes. You know what I mean? It's yeah. I'm disgusting. a bigger fan of the uh, Patriot Front. <laughs> the khaki-clad, blue-shirt FBI agents <laughs> with the white-faced masks march in the most weird places at the most random times. I would love to go to their barbecues. I bet you they have good barbecues. <laughs> you know they cook too much meat. Always. They expect always. more people. Frank, please take take some home. We, we always <laughs> yeah. cook too much. Thanks for coming. Martha made the casserole. That's what she's known for. We thought there'd be some terrorists. Whatever happened to Patriot Front? We don't get enough of them, man. It's kind of uh, on the wayside <laughs> these days. Well, you know, they had to return to the U-Haul. It was all downhill right. from there. U-Haul officially definitely owned by the FBI. I think we can all uh, do, you know, say that. <laughs> well, they returned the U-Haul and it just smelled like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Never mind. We're going to leave it hang. We're going to just... Yeah. <laughs> There for a bit. Just, just imagine what thirty FBI guys were doing at the back of a U-Haul. <laughs> oh man! So uh, yeah, we got the U-Haul uh, guys no longer driving around. We got the View ladies on there talking about how we got to get rid of the assault weapons. Everything in my book is always going back to uh, we got to stop the MAGA Republican voters. And we got to get the guns out of their hands. That's who they're always talking about, by the way. That's why they loved this shooter in Maine. This was a tailor-made chef's kiss of a shooting for the media and for the left. I mean, come on. He's a white dude, former alleged some sort of training or something with the military, (laughs) but not really. Weapons expert. Even the expert. Fully trained. You know, and do you know he was on... He was dead for like 36 hours and they knew about it, but they still had people on lockdown. Oh, yeah. You don't want to give up that power too early. 
I know, and the media was rolling with it. They had the manhunt, you know, and kept talking about all the dead, and you got to ban the weapon, and this guy's still on the loose. We got to ban weapons oh, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always said that, remember after the Boston bombing, they like did that whole thing when they were getting the guys? They were going through people's homes. No warrant, no nothing. They were just going door to door. Boston? Thinking, <laughs> yes. You know, and everybody kept saying, like, no, this is what they need to do. This is fine. This is good. This is good. They're not going to arrest anybody for anything. They're just looking for this guy. It's like, yeah, but they're going to, you know. Uh, man, I've, from, from day one, I believed Boston Marathon bombing was a false flag. I believe the government uh, set that whole scenario up. I think they manipulated those young fellas to do what they did. <laughs> I really, I've always believed that. And the whole thing was just an example of how they wanted to uh, see the capabilities of lockdowns and containing, uh, you know, society with martial law. And they, they pulled it off. It was very successful. It was, yeah, if that's what they were going for. I just know that's what, it. well, do you know who appeared for the first time ever on CNN? The very first time she was ever interviewed on CNN, Lauren Wen. I don't know who that is. La oh, the, the chick from the COVID. Yes, Laura Wen, who uh, did the whole, uh, she, she was the face and the voice of COVID, uh, constantly beating the drums of we got to lock down, we got to force vaccinations, we can't let people, you know, uh, out of their homes until they get the vaccine. And you're like, who is this weirdo doctor fascist creep who's probably a Chinese spy? How and why is she on TV every single day? Basically the female Fauci. And <laughs> you look back in time, what was her first appearance? It was at, she, she was a witness at the it Boston Marathon. Wood, man. I can't find her. It's not Laura. Lauren Wen. Dr. Oh. Wen. Dr. Wen. W-E-N. I know who it was. I could like picture her. Yeah, Dr. Wen. Lena. Lena Wen. Dr. Yeah, Lena Wen. So her first ever appearance on CNN was at the Boston Marathon, and they interviewed her as a witness to the bombing. Hmm, pretty interesting timing. Wow. What a coincidence. And then all of a sudden, 10 years later, here she is as the resident expert on COVID and lockdowns and masking and all the other nonsense. I mean, it's... Remember, she was the one who was like, wasn't she the one who was like, well, the numbers say this, but I have a feeling as a mother. Yes, absolutely. And, it like, and then just like came up with some crazy COVID policy no, she, as a mother. Lena One was just a frightening uh, voice of the COVID lockdowns, but what freaks me out, Boston Marathon was just a weirdo event. There's that scene, everybody remembers, where they're carrying the dude with his legs blasted off, and they're just like carrying him in front of the crowd. Like, that never happens. They always, the medic comes and puts him on a bed, and you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just, there was a lot of strange kind of crisis actor-esque, you well, know, you imagery. You that up to chaos, you know, when there's an explosion. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, I'm a tinfoil hat nut job, and yeah. I uh, immediately I like where you were going before actor. that, though. Crisis, <laughs> crisis actor is where I always go, all right? <laughs> and that's $2 billion. Thank you, Sandy Hook. <laughs> I, man, I do love how you went there. I was not seeing that coming. Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude, they, I'm wow. telling you. I've never there heard was, that before. Oh, crisis, like crisis actor and crisis actors is essentially what Alex Jones got sued for claiming that what we saw at Sandy Hook were crisis actors. 
But nothing, nothing ever sat right with me. The reaction to the Boston bombing. The Boston the bombing were... was the weirdest thing to unfold. It happened on live TV. Like, Why? come on, it, man. It, what kills me is, is they did it like Boston. If you were to mention, what, like, I shit on Boston all the time. Oh, yeah. But if you were to tell me <laughs> one city, they can never lock down, go through their homes. It'd be Boston. You know what I mean? Those guys are fucking tough. They're not taking it. It's the tea party, man. Come on. It's like the birthplace of the fucking independence. Ah, they fell right in line. Right in the trap, dude. And I'm telling you, a lot of uh, weird coincidences. The Lena Wen thing always bothered me. The visuals of the victims. Everything just seemed very surreal, very acted, very just uh, unbelievable, I, I think, quite frankly. I think that's what kills me the most about COVID, dude, is we're, all you fucking people were wrong. And listen, I know you were scared. I was scared, too, when COVID first came out. During the first announcement, oh, when yeah. we first did the two-week lockdowns, I, I'm human. I was scared too, but you can't let the fear. Let's all you people let that fear run your life, and you let it make decisions that I know you wouldn't have agreed with beforehand. I don't know, man. It's really crazy how easily everybody was manipulated. Seems like the frog was boiled slowly, you know, over time starting at around 9-11 leading up to uh, COVID. That is a 20-year boil where we just slowly let all our freedoms slip into the grasp of uh, control and authoritarianism. Us, there was a few people out there, the conspiracy theorists was oh, warning I... us about the, secret, the uh, slippery slope of the Patriot Act. Absolutely, dude. I'll never forget yeah. it. And there was one voice that rang true above them all, and we can never forget it. Never forget, folks. Alex Jones was right. I know it's crazy, but I it's know, true. It's cr- <laughs> it is. He was. He was oh, right man. about the Patriot Act. He was right about the gay frogs. That's right. And he's uh, <sighs> right about it all. And speaking of all time being right. We're out of time. I can't believe it, folks. It's true. It's the fastest hour in the universe. Oh,